Here's JT the Brit. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two on Raider Nation Radio. Hour number one was packed with Josh McDaniels because he was ready. He talked and he talked for a while. Uh, This hour brought to you by Remy Martin. It doesn't matter if you know anything about picking teams or if you're even a basketball guru or whatever sport you like. One pick, you'll never lose out on choosing a Remy Martin cocktail during sports. OTAs, NBA Finals, whatever it is, whether it's a Remy Sidecar, Remy Old Fashioned, or Just on Ice, Remy Martin Cognac should always be your number one team. Vinny Bonsignor later on this hour, reaction to the head coach. I'd like your reaction at 702-365-9200. That's an OTA press conference. Very different than a press conference after a preseason game or a loss, win or loss, in a regular season game. Uh, We touched on the schedule. I thought that Josh McDaniels did a nice job. They're doing a live hit now on ESPN, NFL Live from Henderson. So the media is there. And what are they talking about? Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick worked out for the Raiders yesterday. It was his first workout before becoming a free agent in March of 2017, May of 2022. So that's an important topic. Two topics today that I want to hear you hear from you on if you're going to call in. Josh McDaniels, what you thought about him. I thought he looked like a veteran head coach. A lot of confidence there. Fantastic. Handled everything that was thrown at him. There wasn't any Kaepernick because he shut it down early. He's not on the team. If he makes the team, they'll talk about him. He had a tryout yesterday. And then the other issue is Colin Kaepernick. Where do you see him fitting in the NFL if he gets a shot? We haven't heard a lot about that. Most people are either assuming he's on the team, which he's not. Other people are assuming he's going to make the team. That's an assumption. But if he doesn't make the Raiders, do you think this opens the door for an opportunity with another team? Look look in front of this, if you can, for me. Look into your crystal ball and tell me how this plays out. Because I'm a bit confused. I don't think he's going to make the team. But if he does make the team, we'll get behind him because he'll be a member of the Raiders. But in order for him to make the team, he's got to beat out Nick Mullins and Jared Stidham. Not Derek Carr. He's not competing for Derek Carr's job. He's competing for a backup. And I have a list of backup quarterbacks out there, and it's long. And they're not very good. I mean, they're pros, and they're athletes, and they're in the NFL, but they are not elite backup quarterbacks. And the rookie class was very weak this year, which should help out Kaepernick. There was only a couple quarterbacks that were taken. And those quarterbacks, Malik Willis dropped like a rock all the way to the Titans. Kenny Pickett went to Pittsburgh, which is fine. But Colin Kaepernick's better than those guys. Those guys never played a lick in the NFL. And then a lot of the other backups that are here, you don't recall who they are. Would Kaepernick be good in Cleveland? What happens if Deshaun Watson doesn't play? He's suspended for the entire year. Baker Mayfield ain't walking through that door. He's not going to take that job. He wants out. Would Kaepernick be a good second string for Cleveland? Or do you think the fit is with the Raiders with him beating out the two gentlemen in front of him? That's what we're talking about here on a Thursday. 9200 Dino, thanks for waiting over the top. You're up next on the flagship. Hello. Thank you. Hey, JT, how are you, man? Good, Dino. What's happening? Greetings, greetings from your brother up north. I uh, just want to just say a quick shout-out to you and all the radio personalities at Raider Nation Radio because it's Raider Nation all day, all the time, man. You have no idea how special that is. That's a true privilege as a lifelong Raider fan to have that, so I just want to get that out there. Thank you. Um, I, I say Colin Kaepernick, give him every opportunity. The kid deserves a shot. I agree with you 100%. He's got to be better than what's there right now. I mean, he can't be worse. I mean, 
The guy's proven it. I think that maybe in a couple of years out, it's been a few more than a couple, but maybe this time, maybe he's matured. And, you know, physically, I mean, the kid's gifted, man. I mean, the, the, I think if he just gets in there as a backup, you know, work his way in. He's got a lot of things he can offer this team with his legs and the, and, and the options. Um, and then, you know, I just say, like, give the kid a chance, man. I mean, you know, uh, and in true Raider fashion, Big Al is smiling down at his son and saying, you hired a guy and you're kind of sticking it to the NFL, so he's got to be smiling from above uh, if Colin Kaepernick makes his team. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Josh McDaniels, man. I think this guy is going to – I think this guy's the real deal, man. I think he's coming in there organized. He's learned. He's learned from the best, obviously, man. I mean, uh, after Lombardi, I mean, you can't get better than Belichick. I mean, you can't have any more better of a teacher than that guy. So he's bringing a lot to this team. Uh, I love where we're going with this. And, um, you know, I guess it, it, time will tell. But, I mean, my whole thing, uh, JT, is that I still think we're weak on the O-line. No big secret there, and I need we need some help in the secondary on defense. Um, but offensively, I mean, we're there. We just got to protect Derek, give him some time to get the ball out to all those talent, talented guys, yeah. and then we gotta we gotta stop the long bombs because we got big guns in the West this year, man. We got Russell, we got the kid in LA, and we got of course Mahomes and KC. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be an air show, man. We're gonna we're gonna see some bombs this year. Uh, and, and uh, excuse me for using that for using that terminology, but um, I think we're going to see a lot of aerial uh, plays, and I think it's going to be a, 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 an exciting time. And our defense is going to have to step up the plate, man. Three, three of the best in the league right now. We're going to face them a combined uh, six times, man. You know what I mean? So or five or six times. So it's like, you know, we're we're going to have to shore up that, that that D in the back. But uh, I guess time will tell. Uh, and uh, just like I said, excited to have you and. And the whole Thanks. Raider Nation radio, man. Appreciate, Appreciate it, it. Thanks, Dino. Thanks for calling. I was on the old Raider Nation, not wasn't called Raider Nation, the flagship up in the Bay Area, and they didn't want me talking about the Raiders. No one gives me credit for that one, Damon. No one bought me a beer over that one. How, how do you think it was being on the Raider flagship when the guy says to you, oh, can you talk less Raiders? No, you can pay me in full, and I'll take all my money and leave. That worked out well. Paid for one kid for four years of college. Did. One year up there, when they said, "When they said, don't talk Raiders." How do you think I felt in that meeting? How's the show? Great, I love it, but just don't talk. You're talking too much Raiders. Really, the Raider flagship? No, Giants, Niners, mixing the Warriors like I do. No thanks. Thanks for the cash, though. Thanks for all those nights at the W, staying in a nice room. Thanks for those dinners and cervezas. In San Francisco, but I'm happy to be here. And I love San Francisco until the recent problems that the city had. I love going to San Francisco. I don't know when I'll ever go back again. I'd like to go, but the Niners don't even play there. They play in a town called Santa Clara, which is nowhere near San Francisco. Nowhere near San Francisco. The Raiders play in Vegas. They're in Henderson. They're not too far from us. But Santa Clara, man, that's far away for the Niner Empire. 702-365-9200. The coach just spoke. What did you think of his press conference along with Colin Kaepernick and his workout yesterday? Saul, you're up next. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead. JT, good afternoon, sir. Same to you. <laughs> oh, man, I just got done uh, uh, listening to the uh, the coach's uh, conference, and mm-hmm. it was pretty impressive, man. I mean, everything he's talking about is what we've always wanted. You know, we we finally getting up a coach with a pedigree of, of championships, you know, where he comes from. He actually wasn't, a, you know, a head coach, but he was there, uh, you know, under Belichick. And, you know, 
he brings a good pedigree. You can't ask for a better coach. And then when he's speaking of all of this, you know, competition and all these different things that they're trying out that, you know, that I think that's going to help us, especially when it comes to uh, knowing that your job is not secure. You know, a lot of people, no matter what profession you're in, when you have somebody there that's in competition with you, it brings out a, a, another step or another level to your game, whatever you're doing. You know, it doesn't even have to be sports. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm very impressed. Uh, the future is bright for us. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, we, we can get some more of the offensive line uh, solidified there. But I think with what we got and, uh, you know, with what uh, I've been watching a few of the players, you know, on social media training, it, it looks like the future is bright for us. Uh, the other thing uh, with Ka- with uh, Kaepernick, you know, I'm with you on that. You know, I was on the fence with him when this whole uh, thing started coming out and then after the light started being shed on it and we started seeing you know stuff uh, around the world you know I was kind of in agreement with what he was doing but I just think you know at this time yeah you know he should get a, a chance but I think with everything that in the past year that we've been through with all the stuff that's happened off the field I just think he brings too much attention to mm-hmm. to him and to the organization and I, I think I look at it more of just like the last caller said I think it's more of Mr. Davis just you know trying to not get in a response, but just show the NFL that, hey, you know, here's one for, here's one for us because, you know, the, all the stuff that goes on in between the NFL and the Raiders and everything else. But but I think you should get another chance. I just think that it's just too much attention and too much stuff that we don't even need to be, you know, putting ourselves out there like that. But I hope he does get a chance. Um, if it is with the Raiders, I'll support him. But like I said, uh, I'm, I'm a car supporter all the way now. I, I don't. I don't think we'll ever need him, but if we should need a second quarterback and he's available, you know, it, it wouldn't be a bad option to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think it would be a terrible option either way, but is it fair for him to get a job over Nick Mullins and Jared Stidham if he's not as good as him? I don't think he'd get the job if he wasn't as good. If he blew everybody away in a workout and they bring him back to look at him again and to see and, and give him an invitation to training camp, I wouldn't be shocked with that. And will this help Mark Davis with Mark Davis at this point inviting him for a workout, which you would think that was Dave Ziegler clearly and Josh McDaniels. Does that open up the door for Colin Kaepernick to get another workout? How come no one's talking about that, DeMond, on the radio? How come no one's talking about the fact that he worked out with the Raiders yesterday, right? Well, why doesn't he have four workouts lined up today on SportsCenter? Why didn't he leave and fly to Seattle, fly to the Jets, is that going to be a topic anyone approaches other than me? Where where are the other workouts? If Mark Davis agrees to it, they bring him in, he has a workout. Ian Rappaport said it went well. Well, if it went well, then what about all these teams that actually need a backup quarterback? You mentioned a great point there, especially with Seattle. I don't think anyone has any trust in Drew Locke or Geno Smith. So why not bring them into a team? I think the teams are a little scared. With the Raiders... I'm not saying that it's a PR stunt, but you can bring in someone who would be a quality backup. Mm-hmm. He would be a quality backup. But teams that, hey, he's going to be pushing for your starting job, I think those teams are a little scared to bring him in because what if he wins out and then yeah. you are going to have that distraction? Because if he comes to the Raiders, there's no distraction. He's the backup quarterback. He's going to do his job, and that'll be that. Now look at the depth chart right now of the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson going to be suspended, guaranteed suspension. It could be as limited as four to six games. It could be a year. Next quarterback, Baker Mayfield. He'll never play again in Cleveland. So the starter, if Deshaun Watson gets suspended, which he will, is Jacoby Brissett. And then Joshua Dobbs. Why isn't Kaepernick in Cleveland today working out and being, he could be the starter. 
If he's better than Jacoby Brissett and Deshaun Watson gets suspended, then you got Colin Kaepernick competing against Jacoby Brissett for the starting position, not Derek Carr. Colin Kaepernick will never compete with Derek Carr for the starting position with a capital N. Never. So why doesn't he want to go somewhere where he'd go to be number two instead of competing for the number three? That's a topic worthy of having. A passionate Raider, if he's available, let's get him up on the flagship. Go ahead. Good afternoon, JT. Hey, um, I really like Josh, Josh Mitchell's um, comments he said today. You know, even, even though all of us, we all want to see Colin get a, get a fair shot, we all want to see what's best for the Raiders. But for him to really come out and just solidify and let Nation know that this is Derek's team and how Derek has grasped this offense, how Derek has taken control of this offense, and how he is just being the pro that, that Josh wanted out of Derek. But one thing that come to my mind yesterday after I made my call is, we almost did draft Colin Kaepernick back. The 49ers jumped us that draft and took him right before us. So he, was, he wanted to be – Davis wanted him to be a Raider. So – I don't, I don't know, man. It, it, give the guy a chance. It is what it is. I just want to see everyone in, in this world get a free chance. And if he ends up being a backup, he ends up being a backup on our team. But I really like the way McDaniels held himself today in that press conference and the way he solidified and let us know that D.C. is the quarterback going forward. No ifs, ands, buts about it. Let's go Raiders! Yeah, this was going to be obvious. I'm not. I'm not putting any merit into him saying that this is Derek Carr's team. We all knew that. We all know that it's Derek Carr's team. I am impressed with the way Josh McDaniels talked about how great it is that they're getting along so well and how great of a football IQ he has. We all knew that also. And this is the first time we saw Josh McDaniels speak as a head coach, other than at the owners' meeting and when he got introduced and all that. Today he was the football coach with the visor on the Raider gear on, meeting at the facility as the football, the ball coach. And he sounded like it. He really did. He sounded like the football coach who seems to be really happy with a lot of the veterans on the team, especially the quarterback. And then I think the big takeaway is he said they didn't have a good period. So at one point they did not have a good day at practice and some guys ran laps and he admitted they didn't have a good play because of the communication. On top of the communication, he said they turned up the music, so that would make the that would make it difficult to communicate with Josh McDaniel's new terminology coming off Gruden's terminology. So all that being said, Tom Looney is my podcast partner. Uh, JT and Looney is where you can download the podcast. It's doing really well. Uh, the last podcast was about Tom losing his mom, and he's just back in town. And Tom, sorry about the loss of your mom. Before we get into Kaepernick, I hope you're doing well. Oh yes, yes. It was uh it was a long, wonderful life and um uh, optimism was her oxygen and I got her attitude and that's the attitude I will have moving forward. And tell everybody too, because I watched the eulogy, what it's like to speak on behalf of your mom at the eulogy in a big church in Elmira, New York. I mean, I speak for a living, you speak for a li- living. That is a daunting task and you pulled it off. It is a daunting task, and as Seinfeld always joked, you know, public speaking is, uh, is, is the number one fear among a lot of human beings. They fear it more than death. So a lot of people would rather be in the box <laughs> than up on the altar talking about uh, the loved one in the box, but not me. I couldn't wait to get up there. I'm sure it, it didn't hurt that I, uh, I'm in love with the sound of my own voice and microphones, but I couldn't wait to get up there and tell people 
not only about the person they knew, because most of the people in the church knew her, but about the person that they didn't and what it was like to live with her and how it was, you know, sometimes legends aren't as easy to live with, but my mother wasn't Bing Crosby. <laughs> my mother, it was, it was, uh, we were lucky. We got to live with her and live with that attitude our, uh, our entire lives. Godspeed to your mom. Thanks for saying that. Now let's jump in. Me and you have PhDs in Colin Kaepernick on the radio. We have been, <laughs> we have been certified experts on Colin Kaepernick because, boy, did we do a lot of Colin Kaepernick. And you and I had different opinions when we hosted our show at a previous network. Right. And Let's talk about that. When you saw the breaking news, you're in Los Angeles, and it's all over Sports Center and NFL Network that Colin Kaepernick got a tryout yesterday with the Raiders. What'd you think? Well, a couple of things. First of all, we know he probably, he and the NFL have this non-disclosure agreement, and he got a big check, which probably means they colluded to keep him out. And because of a lot of social consciousness, the NFL decided, okay, well, uh, well, I'm sure it's a it's a green light from the NFL as well. And I thought, how fitting how fitting for the Raiders. You knew Al Davis personally. This is right in the Davis DNA. Give people a second chance. It was the second chance team that went to all those Super Bowls with Madden. It was people that sometimes were weren't on another team for another uh, one reason or another, and weren't highly recommended by other organizations for one reason or another. It's a perfect fit. Yeah, it is a perfect fit. He just had a tryout, so he didn't make the team yet. They could invite him to camp. And as I said, just because, just before you came on, if it, and Ian Rappaport said it went well from a source, so he wasn't there either. When you think about this, shouldn't this open the door, not only for Kaepernick to have an opportunity for another workout with the Raiders and get evaluated again, or at least get other opportunities on other teams? Because I think that's the elephant in the room. Mark Davis agreed to this. The GM and the coach are the guys who make the decision to have him in. But now, shouldn't Pete Carroll and the Jets, and, and I mentioned the Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson could be suspended. Baker Mayfield's not going to play there again. Shouldn't other teams be lining up now because the Raiders took the first step? Well, no matter what you and I thought or argued about when it came to standing for the national anthem and the country needs to earn, I, I would argue the country needed to earn uh, it's, uh, it's patriotism. And we used to go back and forth on that. But what, one thing we agreed on, we used to go, we used to go through the list of teams that needed quarterbacks every year. Here was a guy who took his team to the Super Bowl. And there were always, at some point into the season, every year, there were eight teams that needed Colin Kaepernick. So it was always obvious that teams would rather, teams didn't want a celebrity or teams didn't want the controversy. But I think enough time has gone by where there won't be as much controversy. And here's, the, here's another thing. Perfect timing for the NFL. It's never been more popular. True. Tom Looney joins me, my podcast partner. Please download our podcast and share. JT and Looney is where you find it wherever you download your podcast. And look, Kaepernick, I didn't think he ever wanted to play because if he wanted to play, there would have been YouTube video after YouTube video of him in the park thrown to a bunch of NFL guys, and that never seemed to be the case. I always thought that social injustice was going to be his legacy after being a football player, and if he ever came back and failed, would he have, would he have the stage that he could have, that he has now, to talk about social injustice? I find that a fascinating topic. If he doesn't make a team or doesn't get a chance, what could come out of that? If he makes a team, doesn't play well, we know that he'll disappear. But if he makes a team and plays well and helps a team win, then that could get his career to a higher level. 
A couple of things there. First of all, there's an outstanding miniseries on Netflix that kind of opens you up to the chip on the shoulder that drives Colin Kaepernick. It's fascinating. It's sad. It's exciting. Uh, but when when you say that, it's uh, he's been like a coyote. You know, I always say when you have coyotes in your neighborhood, a lot of times is there like coyotes are like rumors. You don't see them, but every <laughs> once in a while, a cat is missing. He's been um, he's been he hasn't talked about football much, and he hasn't talked about social injustice much. He retweets stuff every once in a while. But um, he really hasn't been high-profile at all. He's been like a Kaiser Soche character, where <laughs> we, uh, we see his, his brand, we see his bathrobe, but we don't hear from him. We don't. We don't hear from him as much. But again, the yeah. world, the world, they're still talking about this. It's a key yeah. story today, and he had a, a practice yesterday. L- last thing on when it comes back to this, because you love the quarterback rating and the ranking of quarterbacks. You know, yeah. you know that inside and out. You know that. And when it comes to this, I, I know that the backup quarterback is really important because when he gets called into play, either he's going to hold the team together and hand the ball off or – if he's great, he can roll outside the pocket, throw a 60-yard touchdown, and keep your team on a championship level. Isn't that the key? If you're in the league, you should be able to step in and not play well, but play great. You're an NFL quarterback. Yeah, and that's because he was a starting quarterback and not a backup. That was always a yes. celebrity. and That was always holding him back. Now, now, going to a team where it's perceived that the starter is better, it's a better opportunity for him. There's a better starter playing for the Raiders right now who may be at his peak. You know, uh, the, uh, the quarterback, the starting quarterback for the Raiders right now may be having his best years ahead of him. So that would be the key. Uh, if an injury goes down to a quarterback who's perceived as better than Kaepernick right now. He's a perfect backup. He'll be less of a distraction at this point in his career, I think. And so it, I think it's perfect timing. I think the Raiders are a perfect fit. Tom Looney, KABC in Los Angeles. How big of a job is that as a news anchor? Uh, very quickly, the death of Ray Liotta today has crushed me because I love Ray Liotta movies, Goodfellas near the top of the list. Uh, you look at all the great movies that he's been in. He's the classic character actor, and he wasn't this guy that was portrayed always as an Italian mobster. He just happened to be in one of the greatest Italian mob movies of all time, Behind the Godfather. You're an actor. You act. What do you think of Ray Liotta? He should be on some type of list, but he was never nominated for an Academy Award, and that's bizarre to me. Biggest ripoff in the history of the Academy Awards, which was that he wasn't nominated for Goodfellas. He carried the movie, which is an enormous compliment, considering the movie was full of Mount Rushmore actors. He narrated the movie. He carried the movie. He was the best guy in the movie. I always thought he came into. I, I, I was in the restaurant business. He came into my restaurant one day. It was a sleepy afternoon. He walked in. And uh, with his girlfriend, and I said, "You got ripped off." <laughs> That's the first thing I said to him. And yeah, it's strange that he hasn't. He, I, he, I think he he commanded the screen every time he was in any film. Excellent actor. And Goodfellas, Goodfellas is one of those movies when it comes on, you, you can't turn it you off. You can't turn it off. It's and, one. And, and, yeah. and who's 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 the anchor? Who's the quarterback? Of that movie, Ray Liotta. Great point. Lastly, that you're in the media in L.A. Did the char Did the Chargers bring by croissants and bagels for you too when they try to buy their way onto radio and TV in L.A.? How is the Charger love fest? Considering the Rams in L.A. are the Super Bowl champs. 
Yeah, it, they are a red. You know, I have a redheaded stepbrother. My stepbrother, Tom, a good man, uh, and that's what the Chargers are here in town. A nice. Uh, they're, they're the good man. They're a good man, <laughs> but but they're just not. You know, I know they originally they were originally sponsored by the L.A. Department of Water and Power when they played at the Coliseum in like the fifties or the sixties. So they have some roots here, but they're just they're, they're almost like the Clippers or the Angels. They're an afterthought. <laughs> the Dodger, Laker, Rams, town. Well, the Raiders open up in L.A. against the Chargers, and I know when Raider fans have time. To accumulate <laughs> tickets, to accumulate tickets to anything, they'll go. And I, I wonder, do you think the Charger organization and their fans are going to put up a beachhead, a wall, and say, no Raider fans? Because remember, you were brilliant on this. When Marty Schottenheimer used to say, don't sell your tickets to Raider fans, all that did was remind everybody to sell their tickets to Raider fans oh. and get out of San Diego. They're not going to make that mistake in L.A., are they? Like when I was in college, and it said, don't charge the field and tear down the goalposts. Said, oh, wow, I never did that before. <laughs> so, uh, it was, uh, the, the, the announcement made me do it. Um, yeah, that's going to be, there's, there's no way they can avoid it. You know, that's still at that stadium. The greatest home advantage the, Ra- the Rams had last year was when they played the Cardinals because the Cardinals didn't have any fans. Uh, otherwise, it was 50-50 for the Rams, who had a great team. There's no chance the Chargers... Uh, fans will uh, will outshine the Raider fans at this game, no matter what kind of trickeration they try. Have a great day. Keep working on your tan. It's fabulous. You're way ahead of your tan <laughs> schedule. Take care. Tom Looney, my podcast partner. We do a podcast once or twice a week, JT and Looney. We talk about a lot of things other than sports. Hope you enjoyed that. And, you know, that Charger topic is interesting to me because the Raider home openers against the Cardinals, the Cardinals have no fans. They have fans in Arizona, but not a lot. So they're not going to come here, but they will. Some of the fans there will come and want to buy tickets. But Raider fans shouldn't be selling their tickets to the home opener for their team. But you'll get a couple of crazy people say, I could get this much more. That L.A. game is big right out of the gate for the Raiders. They got to have 70 to 75% Raider fans when Justin Herbert breaks the huddle. This very important comment I'm about to make. It's the opening game for the Chargers. When Herbert breaks the huddle, if he has to quiet the crowd or show anything mentally, mentally where he has to use hand signals to his receivers because he can't hear them, wow, is that going to make the news. So Raider Nation, get your tickets to that game. Matter of fact, Raider fans in L.A. know that already, and they'll take care of it for all of us out here in the Bay Area or in Las Vegas, obviously. Uh, Vinny's still stuck in the press conference doing his job. So that opens up a line for you. Vinny was supposed to join us, but they're in the middle of that press conference with Denzel Perryman, Mad Max. He can't jump in. So he might join us really late. So that's good for you. You can get in here. Colin Kaepernick's the big topic. The second big one is Josh McDaniels speaking to the media. 702-365-9200. Light it up like it's September, October, November on the flagship. This JT the Brick Legends moment is brought to you by M Resort, the official team headquarters hotel of the Las Vegas Raiders. Carr from the gun, takes a snap, has all day, good pocket, fires, caught, and there is Deshaun Jackson down the sideline, jackpot baby, touchdown Las Vegas, that's why they picked up Deshaun Jackson And he burned the Cowboys with a huge touchdown to start this game. Oh, baby. 
That's a great soundbite. It's Brett Musburger's birthday today, everybody. He's 83 today, the voice of the Raiders. How cool is that? And that was a great game. My son went to that game. He goes to Oklahoma. He drove in and went there and saw the Raiders win. I really think that was the most important win of the year. Obviously, the Charger game, the last game of the year, was the most memorable. But I don't think the Raiders playing a game down the stretch. They had to win four in a row. They had to beat... They had to beat the Dallas Cowboys, and they did in Dallas on national television on Thanksgiving. A lot of great moments on the field last year. All the walk-off wins for Daniel Carlson, what happened against Dallas, uh, the big wins that they've had, and they weren't rewarded with a good schedule. They didn't go out of their way. The league didn't say, wow, they won on Thanksgiving. They beat the Chargers in maybe the greatest regular season game of the modern era. They do all this. They won their home openers the last two years against New Orleans and Baltimore. And we don't give them a home game to kick off the year nationally? What's that all about? What was that all about? Like, who the hell was in that room, schedule room, and said, oh, only give them one national game against New England late in the year? Who, who does this? Look, I know who they have to play, but we don't know when they're going to play. I just looked at the schedule and I said, best case scenario, it's an average schedule for a team that deserves a great schedule. Now the Raiders got to once again go out and take care of business because it sure as hell looks like the Vegas community, the sports books, and the league aren't impressed with them after coming off 10 wins, set the number at 8.5, and, and gave them one primetime game. Come on. This is ridiculous. People should be roaring about that topic going forward. 702-365-9200. Jay, what a great place to be today. How are you, Jay? <clears throat> JT, I'm great, man. Thank you for having me on again. I yep. appreciate it. Happy birthday to Pops and your boy. Thank you. Um, hey, man, more Looney is good. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with some with some Tom Looney. I went to school, to high school, with a kid named Tim Looney. I doubt there's a relation, but it's just kind of funny how few degrees of separation it is. Hey, uh, rest in peace to uh, condolences and rest in peace to Mama, uh, Looney's mom. Thank you. And uh, further, man, sad day in the world. Not to take the show sideways, but... God bless all those folks that lost their loved ones. Yeah. We'll just leave it at, leave it at that. Yeah. Hey, um, you know, uh, so to the, the coach topic, coach sounds great. I can't tell you how thrilled I am to have Jacobs and, uh, and Ziegler. Uh, you're McDaniels, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels. Um, I got to tell you, you know, I'll use Romo as my comp. I did not want Romo. How did that work out? I did not want McDaniels, man. Too many connections with the, Pat- with the Patriots and with Denver. Did not want it. But uh, I think it's going to work out really, really well. I am more excited about our squad every time I hear that man talk. I become more accepting of, uh, you know, the, the Patriots element. And I, I don't see it as the Patriots element. It's the Raiders element. But that's what we're calling it, right? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be fantastic. You know, dovetailing off what you just said, we had so many great wins last year. Our wins were not just pedestrian wins. They were great wins over times. Uh, Monday nights, and, you know, we get screwed every year. I don't want to sound like the victim. Oh, poor Raider fans. You know, we dish it, we take it. But every year it's the same thing, JT. We always get you – know, we're always playing six games against the West, and and then we get everybody else's best. So, it's you know, this is nothing new to me, man. I, it's just another day in the in the, uh, in the life. Um, more Musburger. Happy birthday, Brent. And, uh, you know – I don't know that I really want to talk about Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. As a as a ten year Marine Corps vet, I have some opinions about yeah. kneeling for the flag. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I was telling my 
you know, I texted the, the morning show with Clay and Heidi to say, you know, you know, if he can play, let's give him a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's just not even get caught up in that drama. You know, again, as a, as a Marine Corps vet, I have my opinions, but I don't think he was trying to use that platform to disrespect the military. I think he was trying to mm-hmm. advocate for people of color having representation and inclusion. And if you can't get behind that, you're wrong. You're just wrong. And what I said to them was, you know, in the, in the service, particularly the Corps, everybody's all of drab, brother. You're either light green or you're dark green. But we are all shades of all of drab, and we're all pulling on the same. Here's where I would drop a superlative F-bomb, rope, right? Mm-hmm. We're all pulling on the same rope. So get it right, people. Just get it right. If That's the guy so. can play, and I don't know that he can, uh, you know, give him a shot. But if he can play and he's definitively deserving of a spot, then I don't want to hear the ignorance that's going to be constantly regurgitated on the radio by people that are ignorant and they don't realize what his message, at least early on, really was. And they're yeah. just out spewing that, hey, don't need it. Hey, JT, thank you again. Thank you. Keep doing what you do, man. Love your show. Thank you very much. Now. Keep it up, brother. Appreciate Keep it. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate you in Monterey. Look, when it comes down to this, here's what I think is accurate to say in my position. Colin Kaepernick deserves an opportunity to be a backup quarterback. That's not going out on a limb. He deserves an opportunity for a while to be a backup quarterback. If he proves that he wants to do it, him saying he wants to play in the league again means nothing if he can't back it up and shows that he's busting his ass to do it. Most people have not seen that at any length because you can see it easily. We all have phones. We all have YouTube. We have TVs. We would see him doing this all the time. More press conferences. Hey, this chose not to. So he wants to go about it his way, and he can. He's got, he's got advisors and people around him. But we all know he deserves an opportunity to compete in the league as a quarterback, as a backup. That's obvious. So why is he only getting one workout? Now you can take that any direction you want. You can cri- be critical to owners. Can't be critical to Mark Davis. Mark Davis is off the hook. He brought him in for a workout. So you can be critical of every other owner who hasn't brought him in. And then the owners who don't want to bring him in because they feel like their quarterback room is packed, looks like Las Vegas' quarter room, uh, quarterback room is more packed than anywhere with familiar names. Derek Carr, Mullins, who's played in this league, and the former Patriot backup quarterback in Stidham. And they found a way to give him a workout. If you take away one thing I told you today on this topic, one thing, take away today's Thursday by Friday, why isn't he working out somewhere else? That's all I wanted to make the point today. Raiders did this. They did their job. They brought him in. Where's the next workout? They should be lined up one after another because clearly he was set to work out for the Raiders. So physically, and he's capable to go, get on a jet, go somewhere else. Where are those interviews and workouts? That's all we should care about now because the Raiders did it. Now the Raiders can move on and say, we did it and we might bring him back. What about all you other guys out there? Where is he? I don't know the answer. Gangster Raider checks in on the flagship of the Raiders. Go ahead, please. Hey, what's happening, JT? You already know how I feel about Kellen Kaepernick. I think it's a no-brainer. We should have been brought him in, and it's the way that um, Mark Davis can give a middle finger to the league for all this drama they got going to, um, towards us. And also, as far as the um, Charger game, already got my tickets and most of my um club members we got a club out here in LA called Raider Riders. Most of us got our tickets too. And I'm gonna get I got I know you like to collect the t shirts. I got a t shirt mm-hmm. for you next time I see you, JT. 
Thank for the Raider Riders Club out here in L.A. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, we need to get more tickets. We need to be 90% Raider Nation for that game because it's the home opener. And, um, just like we beat them to end the season last year, it, it, it will be in their heads for real. If it's 90% Raider fans at the game and we beat them convincingly in the first game of the season and we ended their season last year, we'll really be in their heads. That's why they went and got all these additions that they did in the offseason because they did that to try to beat us and that we come out and smash them upside their head with a 90% um, Raider Nation crowd, we'll really be in their heads for real. You know what I'm saying? They'll be suicidal, but we don't want that. You know what I'm saying? But... You know what I mean? It, they'll be really in a bad place if we do that. So everybody, come and get your tickets. I got mine. My Raider Riders Club got ours, and uh, we got a we got a black. How much the whole did you state. pay for those? How much you pay? How were they on the open market? How much did it cost you? Uh, I got two tickets. It all came up to like about about five eighty five or six six hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm okay. saying, but. Yeah. Yeah, they got some good seats, though, too. You know sure. what I'm saying? So let's black it out, though. You know what I'm saying? Raider Nation, join me there. Meet me in L.A. You know what I'm saying? It's gone. Let's go, y'all. Raider Nations. Raiders! I'm gone. Right, Keep I appreciate it. Thank you. He's going to the game. Oh, look, Spike Lee was at Raiders headquarters. I'm seeing on social media. Spike Lee. Spike Lee, my guy from the Knicks, showed up with a Kaepernick 7 jersey on at the facility. Interesting. So the push for Colin Kaepernick and media. Sports media is out there. Spike's been in the corner of Colin Kaepernick for quite some time. Interesting to see him in the building. 702-365-9200. We'll wrap it up on the other side. Let's hear from you. Vinny's out today. He's working. He's in the middle of the press conference still. I saw Colt Miller, Perryman. I'm assuming Max. And we'll have some of that tomorrow. Fridays, got my mom and dad in town. We'll replay some of the interviews from today. I'll work through the show tomorrow. Summertime Radio, man. And we're talking Raiders on the flagship station. Play action. Here's Carr looking left. Firing. Touchdown. Jackpot, baby. Hunter Renfro first to score. JT, it's Brett Musburger's birthday today. We're playing like we always do. We play a lot of play-by-play calls here. Uh, Brent Musburger on the call. JT, back with you. Busy day today. Thanks to Taman who ran the board. Uh, Bobby was out today. We hope Bobby's well. Hopefully have him back here tomorrow. Q on deck, then Vinny on the flagship of the Raiders. And both Q and Vinny were at the press conference earlier today. So I'm sure they're going to have a lot, a lot that went on. Uh, they, they asked a bunch of questions, too. That's what's great about having this. We've covered Colin Kaepernick's workout with the Raiders it turns out it went well, according to Ian Rappaport. Uh, no one really has much to say. Even the head coach didn't have much to say. Uh, Lamar Jackson is not available at OTAs. So if you look at quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield's not at OTAs for obvious reasons in Cleveland. They don't want him. They have Deshaun Watson. They don't want Baker Mayfield. But Lamar Jackson is missing the first week of Ravens organized team activities, marking the first time the former NFL MVP hasn't been present for voluntary spring workouts. Quote, we've been down this road many times through the years, John Harbaugh said, after practice yesterday. I'll just let Lamar speak for himself on that. It's for him to talk about, you can ask him. Asked whether he's concerned about Jackson missing practice time, Harbaugh said, it's not for me to speak for somebody else on that. It's up to him to speak for himself. Jackson indicated on social media Tuesday that he wasn't in attendance for the start of OTAs, but he didn't provide a reason for his absence. 
He tweeted, quote, can't wait to get back with a purple heart and rocket emojis. And then the other quarterback now, Ryan Tannehill, is working, uh, talking back his comments about the young quarterback that they drafted, Malik Willis, behind him when he didn't want to mentor him and all the issues that he said, and he is walking that back because he's getting slaughtered in the media in Nashville. They're like, what? Who, who are you? You're a backup quarterback, got a chance, and now you're not even going to talk about mentoring him. Uh, Patrick Mahomes spoke, which is a very important topic for those in the Raider Nation. Mahomes says that everyone will be involved in the offense this season. Well, that's interesting because they lost their best guy, Tyreek Hill. And Mahomes said, quote, that's what you're going to see with our offense this year. It's going to be everybody. It's not going to be one guy. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is still going to get a lot of completions, a lot of yards, but the whole receiving room is going to have big days. And that could be something we use to our advantage. Well, again, Think of the numbers here, everybody, because Devontae Adams is coming in here, and he gets a lot of volume, right? Mahomes went to either Kelsey or Tyreek Hill 45% of his completions and 50% of his yards and touchdowns in his four years as a starter. Not one year, in four years as a starter. The Chiefs overhauled their receiving group this year. They traded Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. They signed Juju Smith-Schuster. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Sky Moore in the second round and signing Justin Ross as an undrafted free agent. So they're going to be good. Kansas City Kansas City has the playbook on offense on how to beat the Raiders. It's called misdirection. It's another topic I talk at nauseam about because it never changes. They just use new pieces. But with misdirection this time around, the greatest misdirection player that I've ever seen in my life was Tyreek Hill. You put him in some type of motion, and he was unguardable. Then you had Kelsey just running basic routes because everybody's head was on a swivel trying to figure out where the hell Tyreek Hill was. So the Raiders get a big break with that, which I'm excited about. I don't want to see Tyreek Hill anymore. I'm not one of those guys who say, I want to beat Kansas City at their best. I want that. No, I don't want to see Kansas City anymore at full strength. I'm done. Tyreek Hill's getting a gold jacket for what he did against the Raiders. Travis Kelsey's getting a gold jacket for what he did against this franchise. So get them out, and hopefully the Raiders will defend. We had a caller earlier tonight, or earlier today, excuse me, mentioned about all the bombs that are going to be thrown. That was Jay in Monterey, talked about the bombs that are going to be thrown. He's right. Trayvon Merrick is a pretty good center fielder. I like him deep. He, 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 him back there deep, he's very good. He sees the field well. He can knock it down. You know, it wasn't a big interception machine. The, the concern that we all have is Jonathan Abram. I don't want to see Jonathan Abram in any situation where he has to cover deep, but he has to because that's his position. So to be a box safety to come in and play in the box and tackle, we know he can do that. But what can Jonathan Abram do on play action where he's getting lured into the box and then that guys are going behind him? Can he recover and get back there? And I don't have great confidence in him doing that, but I could be wrong. He might have improved in the offseason. I mean, Devon, I've, I've talked to you about this. He's not great in coverage. And to play safety, you have to be great in coverage. I don't know if this was just an oversight, but on the Raiders' positional roster that they released mm-hmm. to the media today, yeah. Nate Hobbs was listed as a safety. Whoa. Yeah, don't, that. Know, don't know if it's an oversight, but I doubt that they make a mistake like this. Yeah, that is interesting, and Hobbs could be a slot corner. He could be a nickel. He could be – I would hope that – the big thing about Nate Hobbs is he's got to take a step forward with his maturity. 
We all know. I spent some time with him at Super Bowl, and he's got to take that next step because these guys aren't screwing around. So Nate Hobbs better be the first one there, last one to leave. There better be no, and no driving instances, nothing to do with a car, and he's got to prove that he's worthy to be a Raider because he's got all the skill set to do it. So that's a really big deal. So as teams are getting ready for OTAs, it's an exciting time, especially here with the Raiders. I didn't get a chance to get to it here, but I will mention John Gruden had a victory yesterday as the judge denied the NFL's motion to dismiss his lawsuit. You believe the balls of the NFL to think they were just going to dismiss it? They were really confident they were going to. And a Nevada judge ruled in favor of John Gruden on two motions yesterday on the possibility of a jury trial and what that could mean going forward. So I think this is going to be a very important topic. The NFL has to deal with this, Deshaun Watson, Daniel Snyder, and the Commanders. It's a pretty big offseason for Roger Goodell. And that will be interesting to see. The NFL said, we believe Coach Gruden's claims should have been compelled to arbitration. Well, you were wrong. Move forward and let's see what happens. Open up the vault of those 650,000 emails and let's see who else is in there. Because you can't do what you did to Coach Gruden and not let us see the other emails. But that is a topic that will be here for years, weeks, months. And the NFL is going to want to tie this up and get you to forget about it. Thanks to Damon again. Appreciate it. Thanks to everybody behind the scenes here. Our guest, Tom Looney, was really good. We covered the press conference of Josh McDaniels. Going to go hang out with my mom and dad. They're here for a few more days. And then they're back to New York. And I am here, ready to talk Raiders football and everything else happening in sports. Warriors don't want to screw around anymore with Dallas and the Celtics. I have a lead now on Miami. Looks like they're going to put them down.